Matt Ryan here, and folks, the countdown is on. If you want to be my boss, if you want to own a piece of the A7FL, the time is now. We are counting down until November 7th. That is right, November 7th, the day before Election Day, is the last day of our Start Engine campaign. So we want you to sign up right now. Go to startengine.com slash A7FL and sign up. Once again, that's startengine.com slash A7FL. Welcome to the self-proclaimed second best podcast of the A7FL. My name is Case Cox. I'm the host of this podcast. Alongside me, my co-host, color commentator, and owner of the A7FL Nevada, Derek Duncan, Double D. How you doing, Derek? I am fantastic. I am super excited for our show today. And we've got a pair of guests that I think everyone in Vegas who's a fan of the A7FL would love to hear from. Casey, will you do a nice introduction for our guests? I absolutely agree with that. Tonight, joining us, two members of the Las Vegas Force staff. It is Troy Shepard and Big Mac. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks for having us. Uh, Good evening. Thank you very much. Right on. Gentlemen, thank you for joining. Uh, Casey, thank you, all as always, for being you and everything that you do. Uh, Mac, Troy, just... We didn't do any pre-show stuff, so uh, while we're sitting here, just tell you, hey, we're we're fast and loose and happy to talk about anything you guys want to talk about. The conversation is real relaxed, so no crazy structure, nothing to worry about. You can curse. Uh, <laughs> entirely up to you how you want to handle yourself, but do know that it will be out in the public for everyone to hear, so if you got an image you're trying to upkeep, hold on to it. <laughs> Fair enough? Yeah. Uh, Copy that. Fair. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do do Let me pull up my notes. So while while we're doing that, uh, did you guys get a chance to hear the last podcast at all? Have you guys been following the other side of the ball podcast? Yes, and yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. So Love it. So uh, what's your uh, initial comments or commentary from what you've heard so far? Obviously, we had uh, one of your guys on week one, and you guys have been the topic of conversation for almost every show we've had so far. As we should be. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, from what what I've heard, I I didn't get a chance to listen to the whole thing. I only heard snippets uh, because I was out of town mostly last week. Uh, but uh, I, I like what I hear. You know, Curtis, uh, Pac-Man represents as well. So uh, I have no uh, no problem with him uh, getting on and, and, and doing what he does for us. But I like I, I like the format of it. I absolutely agree. Pac is just a real solid dude. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy talking to him every time I get the opportunity. Yeah, he, he's made for yeah. TV, that's for sure. <laughs> they Absol- have the truth. Absolutely, absolutely. I actually had somebody reach out to me and they were listening to the last podcast that Curtis was on, and they went, wait a minute, is that the Curtis Pac-Man Jones that pay- played for the Tennessee Titans? And I went, yes, sir. <laughs> I went, yes, sir. And he went, he went holy shit, that is amazing. <laughs> so, Well, I don't know that story. Did her play for the Titans? No. 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 <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right so adam pac-man jones is the one you're talking about i got you all right yeah. <laughs> dupe, dupe me too that's fine hey you know <laughs> all, all publicity is good publicity <laughs> yes sir all right well thank you guys for uh listening in and uh checking us out obviously uh we're we're, we're gonna get more on a regular regiment here and do these every wednesday night and then have them drop off so the the primary so just to tell you guys the reason we started this podcast in the first place is we didn't feel that the that vegas specifically was getting represented uh, well enough in the uh, a7 world and the a7 media as things that were being done by corporate or from the east coast and as i said to everybody else i don't think it's any fault of the announcers on the podcast just they've only got an opportunity to see a west coast team twice in their entire life and it was the force both times and that's all they have to go off they've never seen any of our other games except for maybe some tape and now thankfully because we started this podcast those guys wanted to prep for our show and heard the reason why i was wanting to do it 
So they went and watched all of our tape and they have a better understanding of our brand of football now and kind of had a lot of really interesting things to say, some good, some bad, but all very constructive. Uh, just, you know, based on some of the rush lines. I don't know if you guys uh, heard that part of the, by the pod, but basically they said from their position, the reason why the, the force was not uh, ready for the BIC's pass rush or what that was is because the pass rush in Vegas from the other teams has been structured more like a flag pass rush where guys are real wide trying to run around people instead of you know lining up in front making contact and trying to push through people and uh, if I, I wanted to get your take on that to see if you felt that there was any truth to that or what, or what your th- your stance was I, I think um not not really I, I have to just I have to push back on that a little bit simply because uh I don't know what tape they saw I, I think there were some teams in town in Vegas that uh that did have that that type mindset where they come from from up, uh, you know, on the edges, and they don't really rush up the middle. Um, but the California teams kind of, um, kind of played us the way the, the East Coast teams um, did. I think the difference between uh, the two is that the the East Coast team just brought a, a higher level of, of a pass rush, um, and we just we, I think the the amount of uh, travel and all that stuff that that uh, we had to do back to back, and and having uh, you know, some players injured. Uh, going into that game affect, affected us more than just uh, that pass rush. And we weren't able to uh, make the proper adjustments because we didn't have the proper people in place in order to counteract that, that pass rush. So I think that, um, you know, next year, you'll, you'll, next season, you'll see a totally, not a totally different, we're, we're going to still put, play our brand of football, uh, but, uh, you know, we'll be able to shore up those offensive line roles up, up the middle. And, and I think another thing uh, that they that they have on the East Coast as opposed to here is the the level of talent. I mean, let's keep it let's keep it real. They have a, a lot higher uh, caliber of player uh, pa- rushing the passer than uh, we do out here. We don't. There's very few prototype pass rushing defensive linemen in our in, in the league last year in our division last year. As opposed to there, they actually have. You know the six foot four, the six foot five, two hundred seventy five, two hundred ninety five pound defensive lineman that can move. You know that's 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 very that's few or far uh, between out here, and I, I think it'll pick up next season because on the cats that that do fit that uh that that type player are are seeing that what we have now, so they'll uh they're gonna come out and play. But last year we just we just didn't have that, you know. Yeah, the the only people who had that was the force, right? Pretty pretty much. I mean, I, <laughs> right. I, I, I you know, humble brag. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> right. Right. Let's face it. We we had Rohan, who was six foot five and three hundred thirty pounds. We had Charlie, who's six foot four, three hundred thirty pounds. And you know, we we had those those prototype uh, defensive linemen. That's why we we're able to dominate up into BIC. Yeah, and Branch. <laughs> right. And Branch. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys are you guys are stacked at the line. There's no no. <laughs> No yeah, questions. So. Linebackers with with uh um with uh Antoine in the middle. I mean he's a six foot two, six foot three inch, two hundred twenty five pound sideline to sideline linebacker. Our safeties were big. You know what I'm saying? Two hundred ten pound safeties. So I mean we 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 have that. We just didn't have the depth or the uh the time together. That plays a huge factor in this league. Is um you know we had a bunch of guys off the couch. You know as opposed to those guys came ready to play. Yeah, and, and you'll have a whole off season and to correct all of that and get those guys exactly. to gel. And so we're all, we're that, all expecting big things out of you guys next season. Exactly, and that kind of opened me up, Big Mac. Thank you for the the kind of the question I wanted to lead into was when it comes to the BIC though versus the Force. Was it so much that you guys were out athleticized as much as it was you guys were just out experienced in the seven on seven type of football and the type of play that that brings versus an 11 versus 11 football i i would have to say uh both of those uh but i think they had they had a level of talent that we weren't used to and plus we weren't used to playing that uh that seven on seven tackle as opposed to a lot of the guys that we had like 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 the our, our skill position guys came from that on um, that seven on seven you know touch style of, style of football but i think yeah you know you, you hit the nail right on the head plus you know we couldn't really we didn't have the uh, the game plan to stop that uh, BIC's quarterback, and that guy is, you know, he's he's a super intelligent. He's not just mobile. 
you run into a lot of just mobile quarterbacks and guys that can run and guys thinking this guy really knows the game. He picked us apart. He's very he football intelligent. Very. His football IQ is probably some of the best that I've seen in 30 yeah. years in the game. Yeah, I literally, I, wa- I literally watched him make sure you guys were in a man defense, wait till everybody's back was turned, and then took right. off. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, every he time. Has he, he, he has the patience that a lot of these uh, these other quarterbacks in this, at this level don't have. I mean, Rock is probably the only other patient one that's that patient. He just doesn't have that at the athleticism that that guy has. But, uh, yeah, that guy is um, – I, I give him props more than, you know, I've seen some pretty good athletes in my lifetime, man, and, and, and he knows the game. He plays it well. I, thank you. All right. Well, I, I agree with all of that. There's one other uh, thing that uh, Curtis said when we had him on. He's like, you know what, if, from his position across the board, he felt like you guys matched up man-for-man talent-wise. There wasn't a talent disparity from his, from his perspective. And that – the, the more it was more so that the guys weren't gelling they weren't as prepared as they could have been so i think you guys are saying a lot of the same thing he just came at it from a little different angle and you know for the most part i, I just want to say i appreciate you know you guys being self-reflective and taking a look inward and say hey here's where we fell down this shit ain't gonna happen again here's how we'll fix this and we'll be ready to rock next season oh yeah well you know um that's that's what a real football team and a real football coach does he doesn't sit back and rest on his laurels and think, you know, we made it that far. We should be happy with that. Um, but Curtis is right. I think man, man for man, their first team players and our first team players probably do match up pretty well. Um, but they had a lot more depth. And again, it's that experience factor playing at this, at this level. And um, they, you know, they had guys that have been playing for a long time and guys that came into the season prepared and we didn't have that, um, you know, as much as I would have liked, but, Trust me, this season, we're going to have all that rectified. Right, and and we're all looking forward to that. So, so Troy, from a uh, player personnel and team uh, arranging uh, organization perspective, uh, I understand that we all feel like we, the force were handicapped by having to travel back-to-back weeks. The league is rectifying that for this next season. But uh, was there anything else specifically that, that you felt kind of hindered you guys other than things we've already discussed as far as from a player personnel and organization standpoint? Oh, you, you both have actually hit, hit the nail around the head. I mean, Coach McElroy talked about the game. You've talked about the travels. I mean, that's tough for any team coming in the league, regardless of how long you've been on, to actually travel back-to-back like that across the United States. Um, but, again, I, I give nothing but props for our guys to go ahead and, and, and you know, take up that fight and make that trip. And, I mean, I get nothing but props to those guys. So, I mean, we did the best we could out there, and we, we did what we could to show out. And, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we put, you know, Las Vegas A7FL on the map, you know, doing our thing. And we're just excited for next season. So, I mean, again, we're not – ain't nobody complaining. We just – we uh, go back to the drawing board and make some changes and come back out even stronger next year. Well, speaking of next season, and uh, you guys are both aware, we talked about it. Uh, Curtis told us on the last pod that uh, you guys will not be, as a team, participating in the fall season. Uh, I understand the reason behind it, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of tell the fans and the other players in the the league, uh, kind of give them a rundown of why the force isn't uh, going to participate in the fall. You got it, Troy. You want me to take it? It's you get on that, Mac. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, so basically, uh, I felt, and I, I think, and I, I give Troy props for allowing me to pretty much make the, this decision. He was one hundred percent behind me on it. But the time period in between the fall season and the spring real season won't allow athletes to properly prepare it's going to get uh you know as, as many know i i've been in the strict conditioning game for a really long time that's what i do that's my regular job so trying to give try to have a 16 game season that's basically what it is because you take it only you know six weeks off in between seasons the kids are just they, they just get banged up and i know that's what a lot of these kids want to do but if you notice the level of play um, it's already diminished a little bit, but if you try to have kids come out after playing a full, full contact season, it's just, uh, you know, you're not going to get the same product on the field. 
because guys won't just won't be in the proper shape. You can't keep yourself in shape over that long period of time. You're not going to get bigger, stronger, and faster, you know, uh, trying to play two seasons back to back. And uh, so I talked to talk about that with Troy, talk to our players about it, see what they wanted to do. And, you know, since I'm, you know, one of the few coaches in this league that actually have pro experience and I train pro athletes, you know, they, they're right. They're right there on, on the same page with me. Right on. Well, we, like I said to you guys before, I absolutely respect your decision and I, I everybody's got their own means and methods. So uh, just follow so a follow up to that question. Have okay. you guys, obviously you're, you're committed to not being involved, but had you considered maybe putting together a B squad and finding some, from some additional talent from guys who aren't currently on your squad to help develop them to maybe find someone to fill a roster spot for the spring. Uh, Troy, you want to handle that? that, that I think that goes so, along lines with the tryouts yeah. and stuff that will be happening. Yeah, definitely. So we're definitely going to have some tryouts here soon. We've been talking to people all across the United States who have been reaching out to play for this team. So we are not only in training mode, we're also in recruiting mode. So we plan on bringing a lot of new talent to this team as well, too. So in the offseason, while you guys are out there playing, we're going to be doing our practices and doing our training as well, too, getting prepared for next season. So like you said about being excited for next year, we're all excited for next year because we're not done. Just because we're not playing in the fall, well, that doesn't mean we're done with football. Football is 24-7, and you know that. So we're, we're good to go. All right. So the, so the big announcement is you guys are going to be holding your own specific tryouts and training while the rest of the, the Vegas division is doing fall ball that that not a bomb but that's a very nice piece of information that the rest of the, the that's that a bomb. I and the rest of the team didn't know I, is that a bomb i don't know i think bomb. it's a bomb <laughs> i don't see that being a bomb well, i don't see it as a bomb but yeah i gotta explain to, to derek you know in our private conversations uh, i'm not we're not overlooking the uh the local teams that's for sure Correct. but we know for a fact that you know bic is not playing a back-to-back season and and uh, none, no, neither is us. Uh, some of those other big time teams out out there in the East Coast. So that's my major focus. I'm not. I would never take a 63 point ass whooping again. I was part. <laughs> and I was part of one of the biggest ups. I mean, the biggest point spreads in uh, NCAA history. And I'm embarrassed to say, when I played for New Mexico, we lost to uh, Fresno State 94-17. I would, wow. and I promised, yes, I promised myself I would never be part of an ass whipping that big. And when we played BIC, it got close. So that shit's very, it's very personal for me. Not happening again. A little bit of a chip on the shoulder then there, kind of, Matt. Yeah, yeah that's going to be our motto next year. 295 pound chip on my shoulder. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's going to be our motto next year, too. We, we got chips on our shoulders, put it that way. That's right. That's right. So, so Casey, you know anything about New Mexico? I know a little bit about New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so what you guys don't know is in the, the off season between uh, our, us finishing up and the start of our podcast, Casey moved out of Oklahoma to New Mexico. So he's oh, uh, are you extremely. In yeah, I mean, I'm actually just a little bit north of there. I'm actually Rio Rancho, but yeah, the oh, Albuquerque area. I, I lived in, in Rio Rancho for 11 years. It's beautiful. I fucking love it. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Actually, I lived in Corrales, but uh, yep, you know, that's right close there. enough. I know right yeah. where that's at. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, I was a Lobo from '91 to '96, and um, we played uh, Jim Sweeney's team in '91, and uh, they actually uh, scored 100 points, but one one touchdown got called back. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and so that's been, that's been a thorn in my side. So when we played BIC and I saw it getting out of hand, it, it brought back some bad memories, and and uh. You said never again. Yeah, our players let you know how Coach Mack wanted to get on the field and, and do some things, but wife won't let me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing you got a sounding board or somebody yeah. to, to handcuff you before you get crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, so uh, one of the things I wanted to touch on uh, is the crossover games that we're talking about for this coming season. Have you guys heard this story yet? So just to recap for the fans as well, the league has built in to the, the seasons nationwide uh, uh, two weeks for crossover games. Now, caveat, we likely will have eight teams, so we'll only have one crossover week. And for that crossover week, the Snow Tribe 
with Corey Hammond as their quarterback now, our three-on-one podcast and color announcer for a stadium, is going to be their quarterback this upcoming season. And he is requesting that the league pair Force versus Snow Tribe with a what he's calling a real quarterback. Or I guess he didn't call it that, but that's what we're calling it, a real quarterback yeah. Yeah, that's for, for a rematch. How do you guys feel about that oh opportunity? Derek, well, that's I'm, great I'm minds think a, alike. Yeah, I'm going to give it a little uh, dig out of Corey. Is he a real quarterback? What? <laughs> uh, Ooh, man, look, I've got a – not the most athletic, smart guy, but you know I'm not seeing him. He's definitely not, you know, a BIC type quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh no, no. Well, see, <laughs> see, Derek, Derek, when you started to go there, I went great minds think alike because I wanted to, I wanted his Corey's been going Snow Tribe versus Force Rematch. Snow Tribe versus Force. I'm like, I want to get Big Mac's take on Snow Tribe versus Force Rematch. I, I would love to have mm-hmm. it because that is that is the, that is the type of football we play. You know what I mean? And they brought all that noise, talked all that smack with their big boy fullback, and Charlie, our big Samoan cat, erased them. And they came up with all kinds of excuses about it, about we didn't have a quarterback, blah, blah, blah. You know, you, we, you guys changed your game plan. We didn't do none of that. We lined up, played West Texas smash mouth football, body to body, and we beat that ass. They don't like that, so they want a rematch. We're, great. We're happy to give it to them. No well, problem. the Snowshibe have supposedly corrected that now because uh, now Corey Hammond says you already snow and says they've got a, I guess what they're considering a real quarterback. So well, well, yeah, it's, look. Not really, it's not really a rivalry when you blow a, kid, a team out, right? Well, yeah. Let's keep it real. Well, yeah, it, it, yeah. it's a social media rivalry. It's a social, oh, okay. social media beef that okay. more exactly. so than it is a rivalry. And okay. I think Corey's goal is to turn it into a rivalry. How great would it be? to have a cross-country rival uh, oh. out of Vegas because, you know, all the smack we talked, all the smack they talked, luckily Vegas that- came out on top. Thank you, Vegas Force, for so, for cashing the yeah. check that I wrote Absolutely. on your behalf. I really <laughs> Absolutely. appreciate that. But that would be – I'll speak on that, and I'll say from my standpoint at least, that rivalry, a cross-country rivalry in this league would be huge for this league. I, bottom I line. Agree. I agree, but, you know – I, I don't like to really play into uh, the whole rivalry. I mean, rivalry is a rivalry with the the, the, t- the smack talking and all that. But I mean, if if, it, if it's going to be one way for a long period of time, or or you know, both of us are you know mediocre teams or running the mill teams, none of us is making a, a big ap- impact on the national level. I don't think it, it's it's like being the you know the, the 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 two worst teams in the NFL having a rivalry. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't yeah. want that. I, you know right. we're gonna have a rivalry. Let's have two good teams at a rivalry. Yeah. Right. Two well, Final Four teams every year. Exactly. exactly. Well, I mean, they did make the playoffs. I mean, they had a three or four record, but they did make the playoffs. So I, I get you there. But then I, I got I, eighty points hung on them. Yeah, but I, they they will be a better team with Corey quarterback. <laughs> let me just let me just say I've seen some of his tape. He okay. is the perennial pocket passer understands the understands the league and the pressures and what happens there so that gives him that gives them a much better chance with him at quarterback versus who they had in my opinion oh i i agree they they were they were absent of of a of a ball throw of a leader at the quarterback position i agree with that all right so so, no doubt i think we're all looking forward to seeing that come together so uh shinner if uh, ryan if you guys are listening uh everybody's on board it sounds for snow snow tribe coming to vegas and playing in vegas for that crossover game i know the the boys wanted to travel we're gonna give it to yeah let's give it to them this way is the better we you know we look we we don't mind hosting we're hospitable people yeah and and, they're, staying and, Mac, they're staying in Max place. <laughs> and and let's give them let's give them the Casey Cox Derek Duncan one two punch of the broadcast. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Sure. <laughs> they, they, give them all the smoke. <laughs> That's right. So all right. So uh, one of the other things I want to talk to you guys about is uh, the other point that Troy brought up. You guys are uh, recruiting across the nation and uh, want to talk about free agency. Obviously, uh, you guys are aware that Rashad Davis is coming to Vegas and has committed to the the Insomniacs, and he's bringing two to three other guys, maybe maybe a few more with him. Uh, do you guys have any specific announcements that? Uh, 
potentially you want to share with us or is everything still in the works and under wraps at this point? Yeah, we, we keeping that quiet. We got a lot going on. We got a lot of moving pieces. We are making some headway. We're doing some really good things off the field for the next season. Um, I did talk to Rashad. He's, he's, he's a good dude, man. So I'm excited for him to come out here and get that look out here in Vegas. Number love. I know it's been passed on to him already how we are out here in Vegas. So I look forward to him joining the ranks out here in the division. Um, but yeah, no, we have a lot going on and we'll make those announcements when it gets closer to the season to kick off. Right on. Yeah, he, he is absolutely eating up that Vegas hospitality. So, and thank you for bringing that up. And but Mac I will say this: I will say this. You will recognize a lot of names playing for us next season. Okay. We really, we really dipped into the okay. local talent pool. <laughs> I, I love to hear that, <laughs> Mac. Especially with our background and our history. <laughs> There's so many names popping around in my head you right already, now. It's you scary. Already know, you already know my level of influence in this town with these uh, former high school standouts, man. I trained half of them. I know so, it. <laughs> they, 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 they've been itching to play for Coach Big Mac for years now. So, so, so speaking to that, uh, with the USFL offering contracts to a bunch of the uh, A7 guys and the XFL inviting three of our local guys to tryouts, are you guys leveraging that uh, opportunity in your recruiting, or is it uh, straight on the strength of the A of A seven? Oh no, no, we're also trying to get these guys on the next platform. That's what this whole thing's about: is get them onto the next levels, get them those looks. So, I mean, we're we're fully uh, excited about all the partnerships that you guys are creating, and uh, what the teams around uh, this division's creating. So that's all we want to do: is get these guys up and onto the next levels. We ain't holding no one back. Love to hear that. And then the announcement that was made today, uh, quietly, internally in our group, but now we're going to put it on the national airwaves. So, uh, so you guys are already aware of this, but I would like to get your take as well. Uh, obviously, our combines are happening on October 1st and October 11th here in Las Vegas. Uh, what you guys don't know, and I'm making this announcement now, is that it will be at Walnut Rec Center for both of the Vegas combines. We solidified that today. The Saturday one will be from 11 to 1. Uh, we don't, I'm sorry, the, 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 on 10, one, it will be from 11 to one, uh, 10, 11. We haven't solidified that time yet, but we think it's going to be six o'clock. So the very next, uh, event for a seven FL is coming this weekend, October 1st from 11 to one at Walnut rec center, which will be our combine. Sounds uh, good. And then we got one 10, 11, 10, eight in, in Vegas ten eighteen in Reno, which is a Tuesday night and ten twenty five in Sacramento, which is a Tuesday night. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. I love it. There was also some conversation about us taking our fall season indoors. We've been turned down by about five arenas so far. We got two left on the docket. So if either of them come in, we're going to do it. If not, then we're playing our fall season outdoors. Not that it's going to, not that the force is really going to care <laughs> at that point. But since we're on the topic, I'll bring it up. But the reason I brought up our combines is because. The Vegas Nighthawks, the uh, indoor football league team out of Las Vegas, has uh, announced their open tryouts for $60 a person. Uh, let me just back up. Our combines are free. So anyone who is listening to this podcast that wants to come out, get their times recorded, and get an opportunity to get some looks in front of our coaches and some uh, potentially some Vegas Nighthawks uh, scouts and some Las Vegas King scouts and some uh, Sin City Rebel Scouts, we will be out there getting times for everybody and, and all, all the numbers, and that's free. But the Night Vegas Nighthawks will be having open tryouts for $60 on October 29th at Heritage Park, and they have given us the green light to allow our staff and our supporting partners to come in and view their players and anyone who doesn't make their squad, we have we have the opportunity to make offers to. So, oh, uh, right on. So yeah. Casey, I'm Casey. I'm sure you didn't know that because you're not part of the coaches chat, and I'm making this announcement in front of you, Casey. I want to get your your yes. take on what it means in your mind to have a league as strong as the indoor football league, allowing us to attend their combines. Well, that's huge. Um, I mean, every week, every week it seems to be there's something else, another big thing happening that we're becoming involved with, or another partnership, at least out in Vegas, that we're partnering with and you know, helping out in some way or they're helping, helping us out in some way. The fact that they look at us as such a league that they're going to allow us to come in 
and take a look at their players and then offer the ones they don't a place to play that's that's almost almost creating what you had talked about i know previously whether it was on air or in a chat with me and you we had talked about you know kind of a farm system maybe it was on the east coast chat where you said something about developing a farm system that kind of plays right into that developing that farm system 100 percent. so the, the conversation that was had between me and and coach for the vegas nighthawks was look if there's guys you want to make sure stay around vegas and have a place to play and sharpen their skills make sure you put them with us we'll develop them tell us what you want them to work on we'll make sure they're working on it every staff whoever they end up with so if you do have somebody that goes down or somebody goes up and you need to replace a player he's sitting right there and you can grab him from us Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. there it's matt ryan are you enjoying this a7fl podcast well i'm glad you are because that means you can give us money that's right you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch that's tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch up there right now we have some thick boy season merchandise we've got some hus hus shirts and also we've got some Corey hammond related merchandise coming soon a Corey hammond Corey hammond's t-shirt hoodie and a whole lot more you can get all of them right now sent to you nice comfy and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch and also you can find it in the show notes now back to that podcast you like so uh we're, we're trying to keep that intact so uh mac it sounded like you didn't know about that so uh, so since we got the element of surprise going with you what's your thoughts <laughs> Uh, I think it's a good idea. I mean, I, I like it. I mean, uh, anytime we can establish any type of pipeline um, at any level to help these these cats develop and um, actually and pick for from a a higher level of talent uh, for our own talent pool, it's a good thing. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, no, I did share that with them earlier, so we're on the same page on that. So we're excited for that pipeline, just the partnership in general. And we'll be out at all the events as well, too. I mean, again, we're all one family. So just because we ain't out there in the fall, you'll still be seeing our emblems all over the place. Well, that's really great to hear. Uh, having you guys at our combines will be a really big bump for us as far as uh, level of attention and give people a real good feeling about what we're doing. So you guys are the flagship team in our division because you ran away with it. So anything you guys can do to keep us looking good, we appreciate it. Oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do our best to, you know, keep keep. Every, our, our names in everybody's mouth. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's uh, and it's not just us. I think what people see that, you know, a lot of times people want to beat up on, on the, the top of the guy at the top of the hill. So we welcome that. So that's going to bring more, more players out to the league that want to beat up on the force too. So the more people we get out, the more competition we have, the better we all be. Thousand percent. All right. So uh, let, let's talk expansion. Uh, as you guys are fully aware, there are uh, five teams coming to Vegas for the fall to round out our eight-team league and four teams coming to Reno to create a brand-new four-team division up there. Are you sure you're uh, not living in my head tonight, Derek? Because I was just about to say I wanted to touch on that, and there you go <laughs> right into it again. So. You, you got all my show notes. <laughs> are you reading the same thing I'm reading? <laughs> I ain't even looked at the notes. That's the thing. I'm just like, this is what I would like to get into. And then you're like, well, I want to get in. Okay, well, let's do it. <laughs> all right. So, so first announcement is I've been holding back on saying the name of one of the expansion team GMs, and it was made official that that cannot happen so we will be looking for a new gm and coach for the las vegas hunters so if you guys know a, a, op, a operator in las vegas or near las vegas who's looking to have a team if uh, we have a slot available it doesn't have to be the las vegas hunters but we'll keep that in effect in case someone needs a team name but uh that that opportunity just opened up this morning 
so that that's the bad news. The good news is we still have the other four teams that came to us and they are building. And in effect, I went to the uh, Vegas gold practice on Monday night in the middle of Monday night football, because I'm dedicated. Uh, <laughs> or, unfor- unfortunately, they had a, they only had a few guys that came out for that practice, but we had a real nice time. I got to throw the ball around and my neck was not jacked up that night. So I actually put, put some little mustard on the ball as you guys okay. have seen six six seven years ago the, 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 my glory days are gone it felt, it felt good <laughs> so to be out is there. that official you're not playing for him is that what i'm hearing oh it's absolutely official that i am not playing for <laughs> anyone ever <laughs> this, this old body is so broken down and the minute i try to run it's two weeks of recovery from thinking about running you got East Coast making, you know, they're making decisions. I thought you was making decisions. Like, well, okay. Yeah, my, my business decision about my football was made four years ago. I am officially <laughs> retired and done with competing right. where I have to uh, actually run. So if, yeah. if we got a league where I can't get hit and I get to stand in the pocket, I'm good. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. That's about the extent of it. Hey, I'm glad you touched on that too, Derek, because again, uh, me personally, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, we are the fastest growing division ever, correct? And on top oh. of that, go ahead, I'm sorry. You know say, oh, not even close, but go ahead, I'm sorry, finish your point. Yeah, and, and then on top of that, can you drop the names of all the teams? Because I mean, I'm still waiting to hear every one of them. The Hunters was a new one to me, I'm sorry. All right, yeah, so, so to touch on your first question, yeah, so we obviously, three-team division last season, were one of the first uh, four expansion divisions that were by individual owners. There were two expansion divisions the year before that were owned by the league. And that was Florida and San Diego specifically. San Diego was a five team division before this, before this last season and they fell off. Florida was a, I want to say a four team division, if I'm not mistaken. And then they, they reduced down to two. They combined some teams and became a two team division. So Nevada in our first year, obviously we were three. So we were the largest new division to start in the first place. And you guys all know how that came together. There wasn't a lot of assets in the way of players that were on all of our squads. Like literally when we did our jamboree, the force didn't have a team. Right. If, if it wasn't for big Mac being there that day, watching the jamboree and seeing what was going on and rock who had been following the league, on a level not directly with us but on the national level that heard we were having this and came out to visit i paired the two of y'all up and he brought how many guys to you back oh man um eight or nine right 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 uh troy he brought a very good sized group from the gate and then it was uh you know how it is man domino effect yes you guys right you guys went from having two or three guys who said they were playing for you to having a team of 12 to 15 like on a in a day yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. I think originally we had five or six players, and then we were building off that. Rock came through with another giant handful, and it just kept building from there as well, too. If I'm wrong. Yeah. Next thing you know, we had 30 guys. Yeah, we had yeah. 30, we finished last year with 32 guys in the roster. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's why these teams was playing against us that we was either poaching or just picking up guys in the parking lot. No, we had a legit roster. We keep documentation on everything. So Oh, and I, I will vouch for that because you guys were completely on your game. Every time I did my roster reach out, you were the first to get it over to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And then when I did the recap the, the morning of, like, hey, what are the changes? You would literally come up to the booth, scratch out the names yourself and fill them in. Like, you guys were about yep. your business when it came to, to, to all of those things. So Very uh, organized I, all around. Yeah, and, and the only uh, team to have merch. Like you guys had your yeah. <laughs> and we got a store yeah. open up here soon, man. We do have a store coming out soon. So, <laughs> yeah. an online store or a physical store? We're online both. store. Oh, we're, we're going to get yeah, and uh, a physical store will be inside my gym. Yeah. Oh man, how cool is that? Yeah, both. <laughs> are you guys going to carry force gear only, or are you going to like kind of carry all the teams? So if people are in there and they want to get some other stuff, you got an opportunity there. Oh, we'll do um I'll do the consignment deal with the uh, with the other teams if they want to, you know what I'm saying? They want us to carry their merch. We're, we're we'll be an A7FL uh, stopping point for sure. You know, so nice. people come in if, if there's if there's things that they want to order and uh if there's ways to order it or if there's a piece they want to put on a rack, I have no problem putting it out there for everybody. All right. So so when does Macked Out uh, open up? 
<laughs> so right now, you know, I'm just waiting. You know how the city with permits are. So uh, everything else is already in place. I'm just ready, waiting for the uh, the cities to 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 approve my permits, and I can open. Hopefully, uh, begin the the middle of uh, of October at the latest. I should have been open at the end of this month, but uh, looks like it probably be the middle of October at the latest. And if only you knew somebody who knew some city officials that might be able to help you out. <laughs> oh, do I? <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll keep we'll keep that under our and, and I'll just I'll just drop I'll just drop this hint there maybe, but there's a good possibility that the, there could be some A7FL Nevada merch in the works because my wife just so happens to do t-shirts. So oh. No, it's good. It's good. We've okay. given uh, Casey and his wife permission to go ahead and develop uh, a merch line that we do a rev split on. So you guys are going to see yeah. some stuff uh, okay. available online and they're going to bring out their own uh, product out to the games. It's, uh, you know, division based for the most part, but I'm thinking they're going to do at least one like shirt that's got the logos for all the teams from our division on it or all the yep. teams from Nevada, maybe. So yep. we'll see how that all works out once we get on. Oh, that'd be cool. Back. All right. So Troy, I did not mean to ignore your question. Uh, we just needed to touch on some of that other stuff. So, uh, so the hunters, which is a uh, play on Hunter S Thompson, who wrote fear and loathing in Las Vegas. So that's why it was supposed to be the hunters, but it's a good name for people who live in Nevada anyway, because how many hunters are there in Nevada? Right? So yeah, elk tags and deer tags out the wazoo. Right. Uh, then the uh, OTT, which is short for Over the Top, which is uh, G Sosa's team. Okay. We we got Kryptonite, which is Vince Young's team, the uh, gentleman who was running the concessions and the barbecue grill uh, at our games out at the out of Canyon Springs. Okay. The Sin City Snake Eyes, which is a team that's uh, being operated by Dante Williams, who does the six man football, but uh, Coach Q from the Gubs will be coaching that team. Okay. Uh, then you guys know Vegas Gold, which is uh, Coach uh, Mike Howard. Okay. So those are the uh, five new Vegas teams. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. And then yeah. up in Reno, uh, these are team names that I, I just came up with while I was vacationing in Tahoe for our annual trip up there. I don't know if you guys know, it's my favorite place on earth. And me and my wife got engaged up there and we go there every year and celebrate something. Okay. Uh, so we did the uh, Reno Air Raiders. I like they got, the, they got the Reno Air Show up there, which is a really, really big thing. And of course, right. the Raiders being a Nevada team, we kind of did a little play on that. So the Reno Air Raiders. We got the Sparks Electricity. Okay. So Sparks being the town up in northern Nevada, uh, suburb of Reno, and uh, obviously electricity has a spark, so the Sparks Electricity. We got the uh, Lake Tahoe Blue. So uh, everywhere you go in Lake Tahoe, there's signs that say keep Lake Tahoe Blue because they're trying to avoid pollution, and it is the purest body of water in the entire – purest natural body of water in the entire world. That is over X amount of square, acre feet. Okay. I think it's I think it's ninety nine point three percent pure, if I remember mistaken. I'd have to go back and actually look at look that up. But it's it's a lot purer than Lake Mead. Let's just say that <laughs> a lot purer than Lake Mud. <laughs> <laughs> and then last, but certainly not least, and my favorite name, if the legal accept it, they haven't given my me the final too. thumbs up. So uh, the Carson City Cannibals. So, so for those of you who know your Nevada history, the Donner Pass is the Donner a spot. Party. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> so the Donner Party was famous for trying to make it from Nevada to California over a pass of treacherous terrain where it got super cold and they ran out of food and ate each other. Right. So the so the Carson City Cannibals. <laughs> has a, a nice football connotation, a nice historical connotation that uh, I think will be appreciated by the people of the region. So Absolutely. That, so that's the word. <laughs> nice. 
I put my thinking cap on anyway. So, so, no, so I appreciate that. I just I wanted to get so, the teams coming in. So thank you, Derek. No problem at all. Those are potential right. teams from Reno that are coming in as long as they get approved. Is that correct? Yeah. So the team names have been submitted uh, to the league uh, and we're waiting for approval from them as far as trademark infringement. Make sure there's no issues up there. Obviously keep Lake Tahoe blue and having the Lake Tahoe blue is probably going to be the biggest concern. I'm assuming it's possible that someone's already trademarked that name, which means we wouldn't be able to use it. So then we'd have to come up with something else. Just add an S to it or a Z. Yeah, that, actually, that's a really good idea. Like Tahoe <laughs> Blues is, it is a really good name, too. <laughs> I'm, glad I'm, I'm glad I mentioned and, that in front of you. <laughs> you know, right. I know. <laughs> nah, that's for sure. The conversation me and you and Rock were having when we were driving around Philadelphia talking about U.S. history. I know you ain't no meathead. <laughs> right on. So, uh, Casey, you're gonna say something? I was gonna say. So, if those teams actually develop and stick around, then there's potentially 12 total Nevada teams for the spring, potentially. Yeah. Well, we're targeting 12 for the fall, but I'm virtually, let's just say, I'm 90% positive we'll have 12 for the spring. Okay, so if the, if, the, if, we're, if we're rocking that many teams for the spring, how are we looking at as far as from playing back and forth? We have a, a right. middle ground, or are we going to go up and down? No, so no one will be traveling between Reno and Vegas unless uh, they get tapped for a crossover game. So you guys, specifically for the force, if you were to play a crossover game, it's kind of likely going to be set that the Snow Tribe will be flying in to play a home game and play play in your home. Uh, mm -hmm. The other ones we might do crossover between. LA and Reno with Vegas, you know, bouncing around or, or whatever it may be, but it likely won't affect you guys because we've kind of got that potentially set. So our seven team regular season before the crossover game will be every team playing each other once, and then there'll be the one crossover game, and then we'll start our interdivision playoffs. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, so the intent the intent is to have every game played in, on one stadium so we only have to worry about caring for one stadium and then just like we did last season back to back to back you know uh, but instead of just two games like we had last last year it'll be four awesome. so Casey is going to be a long for day for me and you Casey <laughs> hey I'm in for it I'm ready for right. it right Hey, I'm even up for a trip to Reno if that's what it takes to try to help oh, get that going. I'm I'm sure they'll end up being at least one or two of those. Yeah, cooler weather's always good for me. <laughs> even in the winter. I hey, you know, I don't mind playing football weather and football weather. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I I used to tolerate it, but I, I look when my hands were so cold that when someone threw a ball fast, it stung. That that was like you know what what are we doing out here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was alone. I was that crazy cat out there in minus thirty degrees with no sleeves on. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I can see that. I don't know if I told y'all, but I I got a, a genetic uh, situation where I'm half a woman, and I think that half a woman I get cold too quick. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. For now. <laughs> hey, I can rip through a t-shirt when it gets too cold outside. <laughs> oh, oh my <laughs> All right. So the other, so the other things I wanted to touch on uh, is uh, our announcing of Kelly Hurst of the uh, California Sharks as our division manager. Uh, she's been an absolute godsend for us, and uh, Donnie's not here to for me to thank him for bringing her to us. But uh, she's literally got us going. You know, you guys, Mac and Troy, know more than anyone the amount of effort that we collectively as a group put in to pull off the jamboree and then the spring season right correct we correct. I was talking to both you guys every day if not every other day at, at minimum about all the things we were trying to do and to a man you guys were helping me along the way making calls for me helping me pull this thing together so troy mac i want to say publicly thank you so very much for helping the a7fl nevada be what it is today without you guys we absolutely wouldn't have been able to have the season we had and obviously with you guys doing what you did for the force putting us on the map that way and getting us on espn it's oh, all absolutely. it's all about you, you guys and our partnership. So thank you so much for all of that. 
We appreciate the love, Derek, for real. We really do. And, and I know you do. And look, and I'll say it right here in front of everybody. We have our challenges from time to time, but we know at the end of the day, we're all just working for, towards the same goal to make everything great. So even when we have a fallout, we know it's for a good reason. So I, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. All right. It's, not, it's always, it's never personal. It's always business. 100%. Oh, 100%. And I want to say thank you guys for allowing me the access to you guys throughout the season. I know I talked to Big Mac at least once in the booth, if not two or three different times. Um, yeah. And and I appreciate that. I got to know you a little bit and you're an awesome dude. I really like you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, well, you know, not, not everybody thinks that, but you know, <laughs> Casey, I just want to get you to practice the way you say Big Mac. Cause you're saying it like he's a sandwich, not a person. <laughs> <laughs> He's hey, I'm Mac, fat. Not, not Big Mac. <laughs> you, you say it as they like going to order fries. With them. <laughs> well, um, everybody knows that you know it's not a self-given um, name, even though I am big. But you know, both Troy and Derek know that I have a son with the same name as me, so we call him Little Mac, and they call me Big Mac, even though he's not very little. You know, so. Uh, he, he's slight, but he ain't little. Right. <laughs> Damn sure. <laughs> how, so uh, how's he doing with with uh, Jalil? I know they're not oh, having that, the greatest that's, season. That's, that's Charles. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, my bad. My bad. I, yeah. I got them mixed up. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. So CJ oh, that's playing over, that's coaching over there with him. Okay. That's the bigger one. Yeah, so, yes. So, yeah, so Max the one that led the, the Lions when, that year in, in tackles. Yes, my bad. You, you, I got them mixed up. You got me there. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's doing good. Um. CJ goes in to get, to get his knee surgery on uh, next week, and Mac just had his two weeks ago, so he's recovering. So, uh, but they're they're uh, you know I'm not going to put it out there, but uh, you might see two with two Smiths on the sideline next year in uniform. So, you he, know, I, I knew that's where you were headed with that. You said names <laughs> you recognize. I was like, oh hell no, <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, it, 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 it's fingers crossed. I got to. You know, they both want to do it. So, you know, we're, we're going to see what happens, make sure the, the recovery goes well. And, and uh, with them comes a whole slew of other athletes as well. So, like uh, me and Troy were saying, we're, you know, we're, we're trying to pack the house. So that, that is the second bomb dropped of the day. I, I don't, I'm not calling the first one a bomb, but nice, real big <laughs> announcement. So thank you very much for that. Yes. You got it. You got it. <laughs> so, so back on Kelly. So. I just want to express to you guys that she has got me running in the right direction all the time, keeping me in line, making sure that uh, everything that I've asked her to do, she's following up on making sure that I'm getting her answers in a timely fashion so she can execute her side of things. And she's just rocking it. So uh, Troy, you run up, you, you run up with her and uh, I, I won't say against her, but you run up with her contacting people you were talking to. We were just at a meeting earlier today where somebody had also talked she had also talked to somebody there. So she's, She's doing her job and doing a great job at it. So uh, it's certainly created more opportunity for me, which means more work for me, but it's also taken a lot of that load off of me and like, given us an opportunity to have a better situation for the fall and then the spring, obviously. Okay, so, no, that's good to know. So that, that's Kelly Hurst, uh, owner of the California Sharks and our division manager. She's got loads of ties to football, has been around football forever. Uh, and so that's her. And then uh the the announcement that most people aren't aware of is we hired our reno division manager a gentleman named riz and i'm not going to try to but i'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because i'll butcher it uh, but r-i-z riz and riz owns the prime football league out of sacramento which is primarily tournaments that are played seven on seven flag tackle so the, the way that they're set up is something I've never seen before. It's flag in between the hash marks, tackle outside the hash marks if you want. So you can pull a flag to get somebody down, or you can tackle them to get them down if they're outside the hash marks. Or if within the hash marks, somebody stiff arms you, you can tackle them then to get them down. That's so interesting. Very, yeah, very interesting rule set and concept, but it's very, very big up there. He holds a tournament every month or two and has between 24 and 40 teams is what I understand each time. Wow. So he's got a huge pipeline of players that are 100 miles from Reno. 
which makes really good sense for me to tap into that market to pull people Absolutely. to the Reno division no, until no until they develop their own market in Sacramento. So uh, uh, as I keep telling people, as I'm on these calls that the league puts me on, is like, look, I've got a league ready to go in, in Sacramento. I got a league ready to go in Oregon. I got a league ready to go in Phoenix. All you need to do is find an investor and we've got people that will run it for them and do a great job. So uh, I'll, I'll see it out here again. If you guys are looking to invest in the gr fastest growing brand of football, the A7FL, uh, reach out to me on my socials and I will connect you up to the league. And if you're looking for Arizona or uh, Sacramento or Oregon, we've got built-in guys right there that have built-in players that can get your league off the ground the right way. So that's my shameless plug for the day. Well, right on. Well, on top of that, I, I got a quick question for KC. Hey, KC, are you familiar with the um, semi-pro football out there in, in Albuquerque? Yes, I am. You know who bit. started that, right? Not a hundred percent. No, it was me. Awesome! Wow, I love it. In 1997. Awesome. You talking the uh, the Mexico team? Football League, the the, the Razorbacks, uh, the, the the Titans, all those okay. teams, all those teams. Okay. I, I I developed the league back in 19. Me and my wife developed the league back in 1997. That's still going today. So I'm surprised awesome. they have, they haven't tapped into uh into this. Um, because I know they could put together some teams. Uh, right. Absolutely, of, uh, they could. Yeah. So, so I'm just saying, if you got some contacts still back there, I think I got a few. I think that'd be another division we should look into. Oh, yeah. Well, Mac, uh, if you really knew some folks out there that want to do that, let's you and I talk offline so we can kind of run down the setup because I think it would be brilliant, especially with Casey being there and you having ties into the area. That's a real nice, uh, easy method to people to slide right in. Okay, no problem. We could definitely do Absolutely. that. And for once, I, I want to see Albuquerque not left off the national stage when it comes to a team putting leagues together. I mean, mm. all they've ever had yeah. is double A AA and triple A anything. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, guys. So you guys know I got uh, Golden Knights tickets tonight. So I'm going to uh, start, if you don't mind, working on wrapping up the, the show. So okay. uh, Absolutely. we like to end the show uh, with, you know, opportunities for each of you to you know tell us what's going on with you what you think about uh the condition of the league the condition of football in the area and what and what's the thing you're most excited about coming into next season i'll let you go first Troy. well <clears throat> for next year we're definitely excited to go ahead and bring it we're excited for the off season to go ahead and get our recruiting going all the new players that are talking to us right now we're excited for that Again, we're, it's one family, so we're going to be out there for all the combines. We'll be coming to the games and hanging out with you guys. Um, out there representing force as well, even though we're not playing. We'll be doing our thing for that, too. Um, as far as the actual, you know, all the good stuff going on, I, I, I can't speak enough on it. I mean, it's, we're always – it's 24-7, Derek. You know, Coach Mack, that's all we talk about. It's all we live and breathe, just like our players. And all we want to do is provide the best platform for these guys. That's why these opportunities are popping up left and right because of all the dedication we're putting into this. So, I mean, as far as what we're doing, we are putting Vegas on the map. We've all been involved. I mean, I'm a local, Derek, I believe you're a local as well too. And, and our whole lives, we've been coming through all this stuff and we've always lacked in a lot of ways out here when other, other states and, and cities thrived. So now we're finally getting an opportunity for our guys to, to shine. And I'm just, I'm, I'm actually, I'm proud to be a part of A7FL and I love what we're doing. And, you know, I love our players and I appreciate them doing what they're doing for us too right now. This is one team, one family. We pitched the whole time, we're very transparent. We may have our hierarchy on paper, but on the field and on the sidelines and on the practices, we're one team, one team, one family. We discuss everything. There's nothing to hide. We talk about it all. So everybody wants to help each other out and, and build this team together. So love the guys, love the coaching staff, and I'm looking forward to next season. Man, that's almost on a rehearse, Troy. That was damn good. I, I, <laughs> Dude, that's, really that's good. how I, I feel about it, man. I, I live and breathe this. You know that. You know that. I know you do, but damn. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, that was a great response. Hey, I was jealous. I couldn't run it off like you. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a hard that's a hard act to follow. Yeah, I was wondering why you let him go first, Matt. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, I'm just excited for what we got going on, and I'm just I'm dying. I really am. I think we all are. Yeah, yeah. So from a coach's perspective, that that's I'll speak from a coach's perspective. Um, I'm just excited about the level of talent uh, that's coming into the not only to our team, but to our division. Um, you know. I think our talent level is going to match uh, that on the on the East Coast. So uh, when we do do these 
these cross country games and, and stuff like that, they're going to be very competitive, very hype filled, very exciting games. Uh, I look forward to some of these uh, kids getting the opportunity to play at the next level. And as somebody who went through that whole, you know, not a good college career to the semi-pro to getting a chance to, to play at the, uh, you know, at the NFL level, I know it can be done. So giving these kids the opportunity to do the thing, same thing that I did um, is, is, a, is a big deal to me. So uh, we got a coaching staff that's developing. I'm going to do everything on my own, which I, I appreciate uh, Troy for that. He got me the help that I need. And uh, we run this, our team, just like uh, I've seen professional teams run. And I think that's going to go a long way with establishing, you know, Nevada and the, and the West Coast as, uh, you know, the preeminent powerhouse in this league. We're, we're going to take it away from uh, from the East Coast, plain and simple. That's a good answer, too. You're all right following Troy. I'll give you that. <laughs> so, yeah, before I close, close, we will be announcing our tryouts again here soon as well because we want to bring that opportunity to everybody as well. And, again, like I told you, Derek, um, it's, it's no hard feelings. We just want to get our guys, you know, trained up, ready to go for next year, and want to continue to practice and, and get dialed in. Um, that's where we're at with that. So we'll be putting that out here real soon, and we'll be involved with as much as possible with you guys, and you know that. So that's right. Yeah, no, uh, just so we're clear, no hard feelings on our end either. We're, we'll, we've got backup plans for all things that happen like this. So uh, thank you for saying so, but we're good. Uh, with that, I want to say thank you so very much for both of you taking a, a long hour out of a busy night to spend some time with us. I know uh, there's a lot going on in this town. You guys probably got a ton of things going on. And Mac, I know you got clients in the evening. So thank you so very much, Casey. Thank you, buddy. I really appreciate your production and everything you do. Uh, you want to get us out of here or do you have any parting shots? Absolutely. I do want to say before this ends, if you're listening, please hit that follow button, hit that notification button. If you have it, you can find us on Apple. You can find us on Spotify. Look us up, A7FL, other side of the ball. It drops on Fridays, on Thursdays or Fridays, depending on the... Other than that, I'm Casey Cox. He is Derek Duncan. We will see you on the other side.